0: When you see a samurai sword, this piece of ore that they've dug up from the ground gets thrown into the furnace and it gets beat and it gets beat and it's thrown back into the fire. We never really ask the person who's beating the the sword, are you tired? Until they see their face in it, they can't stop. Think about it with every artist, or entrepreneur out there, and the work that they're producing, can they see their face in it? Can you see your hard work, will it, your drive in that and step back and be like, okay, we did. That's that's really what this is about.
1: Sophia here, and welcome back to another episode of the Love Made Visible podcast. For this episode, I sat down with freelance photographer Desmond Dangerfield in his studio in Houston, and we dove deep into what it's really like to build up a business from scratch, and sometimes what it takes to have to rebuild that business along the way. We also discussed his nonprofit. Seeds for Success, and what inspired him to start mentoring young people who have an interest in photography and entrepreneurship. As I mentioned, we were in his studio, which is in a building that is shared by other artists, so you might hear some soft banging or shuffling from the other people moving around in the building. Alright y'all, here we go! Thank you for talking to me today. So let's start with who you are. What's your profession?
0: My name is Desmond Dangerfield. Um, I'm from Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. I am a full-time photographer and videographer here in Houston, Texas.
1: Awesome. So um, you were born in Dallas. Did you grow up there too, or did you?
0: Yeah, I I grew up in Dallas, the Oak Cliff area. Middle school, elementary school, middle school, high school. And then I went to college at Prairie Adam University, which mm. landed me right by Houston, which pushed me into photography because of my freshman year. I saw people who had cameras and I had a general general interest in it. And so that my freshman year saw my freshman year second semester, I purchased my first camera and a MacBook. Nice. and I pretty much taught myself off of Google and YouTube.
1: Oh wow. So So you didn't have any, like, prior experience as, like, a a kid, like, in high school or anything? Like, I
0: really, I mean, when I was young, I used to draw faces. Oh, yeah. That didn't sound creepy at all. But uh, (laughs) I used to draw, you know, like, being an artistic kid, that eventually led me into, okay, cool, now I'll Photoshop people for a living. You know what I mean? But outside of that, I really picked up photography my freshman year. Like, I went to to college off of a band scholarship. So I was really good with music, but then that transferred into oh okay, cool, they're taking pictures at this event. Oh, that's that's neat, that's cool. Other oh, pictures are online and they're tagging these people and stuff like that. They're getting uh um, they're getting famous off of it. And it was like, okay, cool, let me try this. And so being the fact that I'm a technical person, so in my mind, if you turn this knob, if you press this button, this will happen. It landed me directly into this profession because everything in this uh profession is literal.
1: Oh, very yeah. literal.
0: Very little. So I I really love it. And that's pretty much how I got started.
1: That's so cool. Are there any um, photographers or other artists that have inspired you?
0: Um, Back then or right now? Just
1: in general, like along the way. Well, back
0: then, uh, Robert Jordan is a dear friend. I actually Mm. saw, he was the first photographer that I saw on campus. Uh, uh, He has Third Vision Media. Um, There's there's another uh, photographer named Sway Ambrose who was at Prairie View. Um, he's the one who actually told me what camera to get. Um, Mm. and then after that, there were different, like, photography artists I kept seeing online. And this is, like, around 2011, 2012, so Tumblr was, like, really big. Yeah. So, you would go on there, see work, see pictures, uh, Instagram and all that really hadn't been made until, like, your sophomore year. Uh
1: Uh Uh-huh,
0: So, that's funny. I was around when Instagram was made. That's a little... So... (laughs)
1: Oh, same here, though. Right.
0: And so, like, now my interests are uh lindsey adler uh AB Indy, um, um um mario testino mm. um uh what is his name Orinary. these are photographers who shoot for vogue vanity fair who oh, wow. shoot for mod mag who shoot for all of the stuff that you see on when the bus drives oh uh art striver um when you see a new Netflix series, the pictures that are on the buildings and things, those are the photographers that take pictures of those, of those people. And I study I study everything that they put out. So the lighting, the pose, yeah. the colors, how, the, the contrast, where the lighting is coming from. And so those are people who have paved a way of creativity that allows me to be influenced so that I can create something uh, just as good.
1: That's so cool. Mm-hmm. So um, for uh, looking at your um, your fo- photography and everything, you do a lot of portrait
0: mm-hmm. portraits and
1: stuff. Um, was there something about that style that attracted you more than say like landscape or any uh, any different style?
0: Well, I would say this I can't pinpoint to you now. I can't pinpoint to you why I picked just portraits mm-hmm. and preferably portraits with women um all nationalities all backgrounds uh I lean more toward that because artistically they just are so dope you know and I can't say why I don't shoot landscape or why I don't Mm. shoot uh or whatever the case may be like I see those pictures online they just I just really don't find interest in that when I look at a picture of a woman who may be between five two or six five with an outfit, with an artistic backdrop, whether it's outside or inside, whether it's a hand hand uh, painted canvas, or it's a basic backdrop, or it's uh, in a in a location that's very artistic or modern or whatever the case may be,
2: mm.
0: the excuse me, the female race is so beautiful, and from the cheekbone to the hair. To how light slides off of their face they're very intricate and like they're very detailed i should say yeah from their skin regimens and stuff like that so when you look at their skin they take care of it everything flows from the pores from um you have some women who have deep deep pores and it just their skin even has an artistry in itself um to the undertones to the peaches the yellows the browns the greens sometimes the The blues, um, you get to see all of those different elements when Mm -hmm. it comes to shooting women. And because I'm an African American, I grew up in an African American household, you know, preferably in the hood. So you get to see (laughs) all of these cultured African women, African American women Mm -hmm. that have these red undertones, yellow undertones, that have the big nose, the big lips, the skinny eyes, the big eyes, the big cheeks the puffy hair, the the cringy hair, the hair that you put two drops of water on it shrinks all the way down. <laughs> and I'll take those elements that which in which I grew up in my mom, uh, she's African-American. She's a uh, yellow woman, high yellow woman. And when she smiles or when she walks outside, her skin tone changes.
1: Wow. That's...
0: And that's different for me. So you get to see that between the sun and being inside. With women, pretty sure it's with men as well, but with, I noticed with women, their skin tone, it looks different based on what background they're in. Okay. So that's, that's something that I pay attention to, yeah. as well as the shape, how clothes fall off of them. Just really beautiful creatures. And so for me, um, not me trying to sound like a pervert, but <laughs> no. I, you know, I really like how. I really love I really love physically what they add to the world.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
0: when I go and I'm like, man, I want to do a photo shoot and I go get a backdrop and I go get a model and I go get uh I'm my studio is sponsored by an, uh sponsored by a boutique, uh Taylor Boutique. And so she brings her clothes in and we put the clothes on them and it looks really nice with the colors and the contrast and the vibrant colors and yada da 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 da. And we take this picture, we go Photoshop it we edit the scan minor imperfections out like scars and pimples. And then boom, you have this piece of work that's yeah. like, wow. And then on top of that, once I show them the pictures straight out of the camera, mm. I sometimes get, te- they get tears.
2: Mm.
0: And that's, so that's a feeling that people really don't understand. It's, it's, it's almost as if my, my studio was a, as a therapy session.
1: Yeah. And I think your, your attention to detail, like the, what you were describing right now is just mm. incredible. Like that's something that like, I never would have thought. <laughs> like, yeah. obviously, I know my own skin and stuff, but like, your understanding of like lighting and angle and like how it changes depending on where you are—that's just yeah. amazing. It's pretty cool. So, is that also something that you you just learned along the way, or did you always, just along, always, the, uh, way. Be along uh, the way, along the way? Just
0: along the way. Actually, yeah. in my studio, two doors down, there's a uh, painter who mm-hmm. learned up under the people who learned up under Picasso. And so the actual oh, wall that you're sitting behind, he helped me paint that.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah, oh, so it's a lot of hardcore elements in here.
1: Dang, But yeah.
0: If you really sit down and think about it, art in itself has only art art in itself is only perceived beautiful through time. I'm pretty sure the people who made the Mona Lisa around the time was like, Oh, that's just a basic painting. But <laughs> yeah. then like hundreds of years later, you know, you have what you have. And it's just it's also uh, taken in the way you learn how to pay attention to those things. It's just like a relationship. You may have met a woman at the mall or at the park or at Barnes and nobles or at the gas station. That's funny. But <laughs> you may have met her and you saw her in her basic element of who she was. And that is what gave you the that is what attracted you to her. But the more oh. time you spent with her, you started noticing details. You start noticing how her hair shrinks when it's humid outside. Mm. You notice uh, if she, if she has put on foundation or she hasn't put on foundation that day. You notice when she's got her eyebrows done because you notice that there are a couple of details. There are a couple of um, little bits of hair falling off of her eyebrows that weren't normally there. You pay attention to the details. And when she wakes up in the morning and her face is puffy versus when she comes and sees you at 6 in the evening, Everything is fine. You pay attention to those things because you spend more time with it. Yeah. So it's just it's the same thing when it comes to your niche, your art form or your gift. You can't really know how good you're going to get if you never spend time with it. That's true. So it's just like a relationship.
1: Yeah. And so with that being said, would you say that part of the artist's job is to kind of show the world what's beautiful about their subject, about what they're looking at? Kind of to to bring that beauty. To oh the yeah, world.
0: it's a it's a job. Mm-hmm. It's really a job. I mean, but it it isn't perceived as a job when you're doing what you love. I mm-hmm. mean, don't get me wrong. Like I charge people, but and that's a job. <laughs> you, know, you still have to deal with <laughs> yeah. human beings. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they are they, different. Um, but in my own element of not when I'm doing a photo shoot that I'm getting paid off of, like a graduation photo shoot, somebody's birthday, or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. If I'm doing a photo, if I'm taking pictures of a model on a backdrop or outside or whatever the internal feeling i have is i'm about to create something so dope it's like a drug yeah yeah you know it's it's the same when a person paints on a canvas and now he wants to go put it in the art gallery or he finishes the last stroke and he looks back and says oh, yeah i did that <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> um one thing i can also relate it to is when, even in the bible in genesis when god made something on one day and he stepped back and said it is good
2: oh wow! it's the
0: artist reflecting back on what he just created
2: yeah that
0: feeling is very unnatural Mm. and so if it just so happens that the world gets to see that beauty cool but a lot of times for me specifically that feeling or the reason why i do what i do is because it's an internal relief yeah Uh, that's uh,
1: awesome So, I kind of wanted to go back a little bit um, to just talk about your process, like, leading up to when you got the studio and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. So, when you were younger, uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? Did you always want to be an artist, or?
0: Bro, no. (laughs) Uh, Like, I honestly, like, I really didn't, I don't know, because I wasn't good at nothing but music.
2: Mm.
0: So, in middle school, I played, I played, tuba trombone saxophone when i oh, got to high shoot. school yeah when i got to high school it went from baritone to trumpet to this to this to drums to this and i got exposed and so were you
1: in marching band mm-hmm. oh my god so was I.
0: Oh, i a flute what? oh that's what's up <laughs> and so like even with that like i got exposed to that and me seeing prairie view and them, uh university's uh marching storm the marching band Ooh. Seeing them at Townview High School, I was like, bro, I got to join that band. Um, <laughs> and so that's what led me to go on to Prairie View. But my only goal was to be like a music teacher. And really, I was settling with that goal because that would just make sense. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, I would think about what would I want to do when I grow up. I mean, I know I like to play. But the funny part about it is I didn't like to teach, nor did I like music theory. So I was like, I got to college, bro. I got to I got to college and I made. I got to music theory uh, three. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cool. I switched my major, major to communications. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. And yeah, so I it's... noticed that at the end of the day, it's like, did I want to be a music teacher? No, yeah, I don't care. Just You know, something that can find that interest. But it's weird. I, I, again, on a Wednesday, um, you know, it's preview. So there's like a DJ outside. There's people around talking, chilling, vibing out. The photographers are clicking, you're seeing their pictures online. And then mm. I was like, oh, that's nice. So be very aware of what sparks your interest. I, I, I run a nonprofit organization also it's called uh, Seeds for Success. Mm. And so I teach leadership development and professional development and entrepreneurship. And I always tell people exposure leads to inspiration. Inspiration mm. leads to dreaming. Dreaming leads to goals. Goals lead to tasks. You write those tasks down and you accomplish the things that you want to do what I went through was being exposed to something.
2: Mm, And I feel mm. like a lot
0: of people aren't exposed to things that could possibly be their next career. Mm. So I don't know, really, it's just the hand of God on my life to just really kept get me in the right moment at the right time at the right place to say, "Mm, look at that. Ooh, that's shiny. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And it it really just went from there. So
1: I think that's a great way to look at it, especially now Mm -hmm. that like people are, I feel like people are just so worried, you know, about they kind of approach like their future with like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to be? And mm-hmm. like, I think that kind of teaches you to just like, you know, just get out there and you'll you'll figure it out kind of a thing. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, yeah. I definitely understand that. I really like I tell people all the time, especially high school students and middle school students, pay attention to your internal interests mm-hmm. and stop being embarrassed by your internal interests. I have a friend. Her name is. um. I call her FX mm. because she loves to create the makeup for horror movies.
2: Oh,
1: so that's like, awesome! Bro,
0: oh, <laughs> in in college, everybody was doing makeup, but she was doing like FX, FX. makeup. <laughs>
1: yeah, like yeah.
0: your earlobe is falling off, like
1: like bloody kind yo, of. Oh, a... <laughs> like she's that's taking so pictures.
0: Oh. Cool. Your nose hanging off, the gourd, like a zipper coming from your uh, forehead down to your chin. Oh, and, like, you can shit. see your skull and stuff.
1: Man, I got to see this. <laughs> and she
0: would, bro, like, she would really stay, step out and do that no matter what mm-hmm. somebody said. And people talked about her, like, but she's weird. But now it's like, bro, she gets paid to come and they spend thousands yeah. of dollars on her to... To do this. Yeah. So you have to really understand internally, what do you like to do? And a Mm -hmm. lot of people don't know what that is because they they have, they have influences around them. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, They're so wrapped up in uh, trying to make sure that they look a certain type of way in uh, front of your friends. so a lot of, a lot of career choices are made based off of piss poor habits, bad decisions and the wrong (laughs) people.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And so what we have to do is we have to internally think about where am I at? Mm-hmm. Am I in the right place in my life to even be exposed to the right thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then people can make sound decisions. It's like we have to really, uh, that those people have to really understand what do you like to do? Mm-hmm. It's not based on what your friends want for you, not based on what your family would love for you to do and figure out what is that, try new things, tap into that artistry and go from there. Because if you start a business simply just because you want to make some money, you go,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're
0: going to be broke.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm.
0: You have to love what you do because when the right. down season comes, that love is what carries you into the next season.
2: Mm, mm-hmm. And people
0: really don't understand what that means. Mm-hmm. When you when you have a business and you don't love what you do, it's hard for you to It ma'am, I wake up. You, I I what? I slept her last night.
1: Really? Yes. In your like, I have a
0: cot back there. Oh.
1: What? Because I
0: was editing, I'm up doing stuff because yeah. I, I mean, it, I don't care cuz I love doing mm. it.
2: Right, right, That's
0: a passion. Yeah. But to the common person who is just doing it to get some funds, they wouldn't dare work 10-hour days, 12-hour mm-hmm. days, be here. I got a TV right there. We're going to watch Netflix while we edit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They wouldn't dare do those things because that's not their, not their passion. Yeah. I feel like right now we're in a generation that's looking to wear the crown of an entrepreneur mm-hmm. because it looks good. But mm, right. you aren't willing to put in the work because that, that may not sincerely be your passion. I just really wish yeah. people would just really do what they actually want. Yeah. Everybody, or, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Or they're kind of like at the slightest sign of discomfort, they're yeah, like, "Yep, nope, I'm done." <laughs> be quick, to
0: run. I need to go get an LLC for what? <laughs> <laughs> so just, that was funny. But just, you know, I hope that answers your question.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you mentioned a second ago, the Seeds for Success, your organization, and then kind of you mentoring the younger younger generation, younger uh, kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is that part of what inspired you to start Seeds for Success? Kind of just looking at, you know, the direction that the next generation is going
0: what inspired me, you? Yeah, kind of, sort of. What inspired mm. it was I kept getting a whole bunch of uh, friends and people who do me. Hey, bro, can you teach me photography? Or hey, bro, can you can you help me with? Hey, bro, I don't know which business move I want to make. And bro, I've been doing this for ten years, mm. like ten strong years. I started nice. doing this full time in twenty
2: sixteen. Oh shit! You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like yeah.
0: my last job was Specs Liquor Store,
2: <laughs> mm. yeah, in Cypress, and.
0: and, <laughs> and that's funny. I just thought about that. Wow. My last job was Specs Looking Store in Cyprus. They fired me because I was ago. making too much money off the commission. What? Yeah, like being an entrepreneur is in me because I'm not a crime, but that's <laughs> another story. But people will walk up to me and say, hey, I need help with this. I need help with this. And who am I to quench wisdom?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Who am I to not give you what I slept on the couch with my lights off for? Yeah. You know what I'm saying, like bro. When I started doing this full time, what? <laughs> bro, like I would have my own apartment with a cat. It was me and my cat in a summer in Texas,
2: damn
0: scuffling fifty dollar photo shoots just to pay rent and keep my lights on. But I didn't even yeah. turn the AC on because I couldn't afford it. Not in Texas. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I lived that,
1: mm-hmm. but that was
0: okay because now when people walk up to me and they say. And they talk about discounts, and they talk about what to set my prices, and they talk about work ethic, and they, well, what do I do? What do I do? I have the answers. Ooh. So I built my nonprofit to give the answers. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And when it comes to leadership development, I dropped out three, four times out of college. Like that's 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 a that's a lot. <laughs> I, I remember I dropped out the first time, and I had a girlfriend. I was sleeping in the car and didn't just to. Just to go see her and job back and go to work and stuff like that. I I, I did those things. Uh, Then I got back in school. Then I found out, oh, like you can't balance having like 10 girlfriends in class. And then (laughs) I got back in school again. And I was like, you know what, God, You just give me this hand. Just my time, I promise you. You know what I mean? (laughs) So what did I do to change those things? My time management, my task management, Mm. uh, owning what my responsibilities were and Mm. trying to gauge my day based on what I had to do so the values that i had learned by myself didn't i google i learned on my own
2: yeah
1: yeah
0: i teach back into my nonprofit with leadership development workshops and then i went to get my masters the funny part about it my i finished my bachelor's with a 2.1 barely making it mm. but i finished my master's with a 3.7 that's
1: what's up <laughs> and i
0: graduated a year early damn that's program. what's
1: up <laughs>
0: meaning i had to. The funny uh, uh, Tiffany Thomas, who was, at, who was my department head, who was actually a city councilwoman in Houston, Texas, and sure. A-Leaf, she, I had to interview to get into this master's program in community development in the School of Architecture at Prairie View. This is one of the hardest schools to be in. Damn. She <laughs> pulled up my transcript from my bachelor's and said, what the hell are you doing in my office? <laughs> you can't even complete basic stuff. Yeah. I, she's like, you're going to have to woo me to, to let you in here on uh, probation." On the program. Mm, mm -hmm. And I had wrote a 21-page paper over the justification of Oak Cliff in Dallas, Texas. And I did a video documentary. She let me in. I had a 4.0 that first semester.
1: Oh, my goodness. Based
0: on the struggle of dropping out and then fixing all of it. Yeah. So I I lived both sides. Mm -hmm. I know what it means to mess up, but I also know what it means to build yourself back up. But I also know what it means to be the best. I never received mm-hmm. an academic scholarship till I got into a master's program one of the hardest schools. Yeah, like they were like she gave me a scholarship. Like I had, to, I, what I, me a scholarship? <laughs> and so I teach those. I teach those that wisdom from both sides of the spectrum.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That wow. yes, I was on top. Yes, I did this, and I don't even use my degrees no Right now, that's the funny <laughs> part. <laughs> yes, I did that, but I also failed. And in yeah. your in fa- your failure, I was in your shoes. Mm-hmm. Let me show you how to build you back up. So your footsteps become my footsteps. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's beautiful. So those are things to think about as to the reason why I started my nonprofit. Mm-hmm. It was just when I, I've been to Prairie View University, Clark Atlanta, with James Hawkins. I've been to Texas Southern, I've been to Houston Tillotson. Um, and the list is about to grow. We just got done speaking for Brazoria County, uh, Boys and Girls Club. Of the CEO, and we go in there. we talk about real wisdom and how to get to that next step and being the leader inside of yourself. And then on mm-hmm. top of that, I teach photography, videography, and entrepreneurship. So I do a lot.
1: Yeah, that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely, I love the message of like resilience because that's the stuff that you're never going to learn unless you just power through all the ups and downs and stuff. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's so cool. Uh, were there any particular challenges when the pandemic hit as far as like your your business your studio and all that when um, everything shut down
0: not almost a card okay uh <laughs> <laughs> like when COVID hit mm. I made six figures okay when COVID hit I made yeah. six figures holy shit yeah I made uh I made I made a lot of money <laughs> last <laughs> year like between the year before last and last year I'm I I hit I hit it uh when the recession hit in may i lost everything damn everything
2: yeah
0: I'm everything sorry. dropped in june and july i'm sorry
1: no i'm i'm sorry I
0: just um bro it was hard this summer mm-hmm. i went from having like 10 to 15 shoots and they ranged like 400 uh a, a, a shoot Mm. To have it too, and then one of them like canceled and re- rescheduled. Too much. to my mentor called me from Dallas, and he shoots like all the major celebrities in Dallas and stuff. Just. He was like, hey "Bro, is it dry out here?" And I was like, "Is <laughs> it, bro? Like, in May, people are canceling June. I'm in my studio because I have to conserve money.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I'm running off of savings at this point. This is off. But last year I made the six figures."
2: Yeah,
0: and I had um, July hit, and I I got two degrees, so I was like, you know what, you know what, I'm gonna mm-hmm. just use my degrees and go get a job. Mm. I applied for like 15 jobs, no callbacks. I interviewed to do a photography teaching position, not one callback. In fact, I went back up there, and she embarrassed me in front of the um, she embarrassed me in front of the uh, the administration. Because she said, if you already make six figures, like, what do you need from us? Or if you already do this or you do that, what do you do from us? And I was really finna go up there and teach my whole leadership program. Mm-hmm. Pretty much half, like, half the price. Because it was like, okay, cool, maybe I can do this. I went and applied for stuff with community development. Everything, just everything I denied.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, July came, everything canceled. Everything.
2: Damn.
0: And then August hit, I think my friend called me and was like, are you okay? I was like, no. <laughs> like, well, that, No. Mm. And then by like August 14th, everything like doubled what I didn't make.
1: Really? Yeah. Holy so shit. when I say, yeah,
0: you have to have a passion for it,
2: mm.
0: bro, you really have to have that passion to keep you on course, like I literally yeah. thought, Dangerfield Media was about to shut down.
2: Damn,
0: I had got ten inquiries in a week. Ten times four hundred. You do the math. All of them did not book. Oh my god! Most times, like my pitch is perfect. <laughs> when people inbox me and, and all of that with customer service, you're going to book. Yeah. Because yeah. the fact that you're in my inbox, you're going to book. Mm. And they do just wouldn't happen all summer.
1: Yeah. and now
0: somebody could sniff me and then they book within like five minutes
1: oh my god! so
0: that's a reality of what you go through as a business owner i didn't go oh and then i, I lost my whole apartment in august
1: oh my goodness meaning i had I'm came sorry. home the, the,
0: the police department called me and uh they said your whole apartment is all flooded busted pipe, you oh my
1: pipe. God. all your furniture
0: all of your mattresses, TV, and your
1: cats—they're yeah. all flooded. Oh my god! Like I walk,
0: I had to drive to my apartment, and the doors were open. The stuff was going off. The electric units was turned off. All of mm. that. My two cats like sitting on the porch,
2: oh my god, soaking
0: wet with sewage water. I lost everything, Damn. everything, everything. So I oh, went oh. then that day. I, I had that they—they they called me. Yeah. I had to teach a, uh, a editing class in here.
1: Oh, my God. So I had
0: to the beat her by 1 o'clock, at the leader by 1.30, get my cats, go take them to my friend's house. Mm. They're soaking wet. Yeah. Put them in their bathroom in and then drop back to my studio. Set that TV up and teach 10 people how to edit.
1: Oh, my goodness. So
0: when we talk about real passion and yeah. real adversity. So technically, I was a homeless for a week.
1: Holy shit.
0: Staying at staying at my friend's house with oh my, my cats in her bathroom. God. Coming off of the worst down season of Yeah,
1: life. yeah
0: that's that's so when we talk about real having a passion Mm. you you cannot fold yeah so and most people won't expose themselves like that me i have to teach it because that's the reality of what this is Mm -hmm. you know what i mean they put me in an emergency apartment uh whatever the case may be and so now it's just But when you love what you do that's just what it is if i really wanted i lost all my furniture man. Mm. if i really wanted furniture i'll take all this stuff in here and just move it to my house (laughs) yeah I have an air mattress at home right now Damn. and a barbecue pit, but that's what makes me happy. I don't care. Yeah. If I need it, if I just really need it, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, <laughs> I have everything in here to that's go build, stupid. like, but when you love what you do, it just, this is my home. Mm. I don't care. Yeah. My friends that come, like, my friends that I have to go home and, like, feed my cats and stuff, they walk in and they're like, you are such a man who has air
1: mattress, air
0: park and a barbecue. <laughs> because that's literally all I do when I go home. And so, like, that's it. Yeah, you have you have to with doing this. You have to be okay with living, breathing, and sleeping in it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And people abuse what entrepreneurship is, based off of social media. Mm. That is what I wish they would stop doing. Yeah. Because y'all really don't know what it costs, but it's yeah. profitable. But you have to love it. Yeah. Because that's what really puts the smile on your face with mm. all of this. So yeah, the same. I mean, in the summer I was doing photo shoots. Yeah. So at the end of the day, that's really what this is. Like it's just you know right now building sets. I gotta paint this wall. I gotta move all, everything up here. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to put it. I'm going to put it over there. I got to <laughs> clean all this stuff out, build this set, do all of that. So at the end of the day, this is still my home.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know?
0: So you got to think about that.
1: Things are looking up now, right? You oh, said that, beautiful. yeah. Jesus. Things are back on My
0: accounts so are beautiful right now. Like it's, but those, that's, that's the nature of the business. Yeah. You have to be willing to, to lose everything in one pitch and toss. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to, from going yeah. from having digits in your savings to depleting and then in one two weeks span get right back up to that number and then plus more
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's the nature of business uh, it's a poem uh, called If by Ruger Kipling it said if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you but make allowance for their doubting too mm-hmm. if you can wait and not be t- tired by waiting mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying yeah, that's the yeah. nature of being in this business helping the people that you help knowing what you know, yeah. doing what you do. And when you lose everything, you still operate. Mm, so mm. those are elements that we go back and teach in that. But you can't teach from something you didn't live. It's pretty hardcore up here.
1: <laughs> With your journey to get to the studio where you are now, what comes to mind when you hear the phrase work is love made visible?
0: Um if God didn't love his creation, he wouldn't have made it. Mm. That's a that's a Simple. whole artistic
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: depiction. Um is it really beautiful if it's not deemed worthy of working toward it? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, that's that's a tricky question because at the end of the day, I mean, I have a I have a friend that's coming in tomorrow to do a photo shoot. I did a photo shoot last week. It wasn't paid. It was just a, some nice work that we got to do. And my friend came with me. Her name is Shamaria and she had came with me, and I literally, she saw me do a 30-minute session, but run through like three outfits, different lighting techniques and stuff like that. And she saw me take Get all, do all, that whole shoot. <laughs> and each outfit, take one picture, edit it, two, two hours on one picture, making sure the skin retouching is really, really defined, mm. stuff like that. And she was like, bro, you have, I've sat, you, I sat there and watched you edit. Like, I sat there and you went from setting the shoot up, putting this on there, doing the this, doing the that, and I set you, watch down, look at your computer and edit. That For one Mm, picture. He did all that work. But it's, it's, I was like, was it beautiful? Did did it look good? She was like, (laughs) yes. That's just what it is. That's what it is. A painter, you know, the painter, I told you that painted this wall. Mm, I asked him, I said, his name is Alex uh, Wilhite. I said, how long does it typically take you to paint one painting? He said about a month. A month? Yeah. Time is the currency of beauty like you really you really got to sit down and ask yourself like if i really want this to look good i'm gonna have to work at this over and over Mm. and over and over and over when you see a samurai sword this piece of ore that they've dug up from the ground gets thrown into the furnace and and it gets beat and it gets beat and it gets beat and it's thrown back into the fire and it gets beat and it gets beat. We never really ask the person who's beating the, the sword, are you tired?
1: Mm, right.
0: But his mind is now focused on how tired how he, he is.
1: Right.
0: He's focused on, bro, I'm really about to I'm about to go in <laughs> on this sword. Like Make it's about to go the- to the White House. About to, you know what I'm saying? And he's beating and he's beating and he's beating and he's beating. And all day, days, man, making sure. It's it. The symmetry is even. Making sure that this thing can cut open anything. Mm. It goes through a beating process again and more and more until you have this perfect, shiny sword. And they said they put it in the fire and they beat it so much and they render it so much that until they see their face in it, mm. that they can't they can't stop it's so not
1: finished until
0: until it's finished mm-hmm. so think about it with every artist entrepreneur out there and the work that they're producing can they see their face in it can they see mm-hmm. their image in that right can right. you see your authenticity can you see your hard work will it your drive in that and step back and be like okay we did it that's that's really what this is about
2: yeah and you have to
0: go broke doing it you have to know what what sacrifice means doing it because mm-hmm at the end of the day love without sacrifice is not love you know what absolutely,
2: i mean absolutely yeah and
0: we all give up at times like this summer i was like okay bro i'm gonna still do photography the funny part about it i went for a teaching job mm-hmm. and they were they didn't even give me a job because they said i'm overqualified Damn. and i didn't even hear it from them mm-hmm. i heard it from people that knew them oh my god that's the funny part yeah <laughs> you see what i'm saying so
2: mm-hmm.
0: i'm the one that has a studio in the art district in houston i'm the one who would have loved those students in a low-income community to come and witness a whole art gallery, to go do this and expose them to this and do all this stuff. And they denied, they denied resources to them based on their own personal ideologies. Damn, yeah. So at the end of the day, no matter what I went through to make sure I'm, you know, I'm still a man. I gotta work, make money. Mm-hmm. I still kept it within my field.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Kept it within what I love to do, so those are things to think about. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I mean, you don't find too many people like this. I'm kind of, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of cool. You you're, know, you're very cool. So, cool. so yeah, I mean you really you're have to cool. love <laughs> what you do. Mm-hmm. I used to I'd tell my friend, um, I used to tell my was like, bro, you gotta, you gotta be willing to lose everything,
2: yeah,
0: for it. And I can finally boast about how I lost everything and I still didn't give it up. Yeah. The only thing I I'm talking about, you're my home. Mm-hmm. Everything everything. Everything. And I remember one time my car started doing it. I said, hey, hey, <gasps> okay. hey, God, bro, I know you play. I know you play. <laughs> and I felt like heaven, I felt like heaven laughed at me that day. <laughs> because I feel like in between me and my prayer, I felt like God was like, he really won't let go mm. and that's something that you have to be willing to do is to not let go so yeah. I, I've, I've made the six figures and i've been broke all within two years yeah and i see it going back up but no matter how much money i have or how much money i make off of it it's still my first love yeah so that's how you gotta really put it you know yeah. i'm I'm kind of cool bro but...
1: you're you're insane you're cool you're Yay. very cool. <laughs>
0: what's fun over here but i'm yeah. not
1: gonna lie i was like on my way over here i was like n- intimidated i was like oh no <laughs> i'm so uh, nervous
0: <laughs> no, no. it's 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 you <laughs> y'all get to see the outside looking in but mm. what i love about my nonprofit is it is i get to take what people are embarrassed to tell other people because of this this culture because of classism and because of they want to look good in front of their peers and all of that and I break myself down just as a common man. Mm. I let people, man, it's so bad. In my in my workshop, I let them know where my bank account is. I let them know yeah. what, how much the studio costs to run. I let them know how, I pay between my rent and this rent, I pay like a mortgage.
1: Holy shit.
0: Yeah, like a real, like I yeah. pay almost $2,400 in rent. That my not car notes, internet bills, just
1: yeah, just rent, just rent. Mm-hmm. Like if
0: I wanted a family and I wanted to take care of her right now, with kids, <laughs> I pay a mortgage right now. But that's the thing. Like when you love what you do, mm. it does not matter. I feel like my job is to go tell people that yo, you can obtain what you want. You might die a little, but you be all right. You know what I mean? Like just
1: walk it off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just walk it off but that's that's what my life is i show both sides of what hard work looks like mm. but I also show what failure looks like as well
2: mm.
0: you know uh one of my favorite scriptures is a righteous man falls seven times but he gets back up mm. i i failed i failed failed falling but with worn out tools i had to build the very thing that I once established and lost back up it
2: mm-hmm.
0: takes hard work
1: yeah and I yeah. feel like
0: that those are elements that I try to tell people when it comes to your artistic abilities or anything like that that's just what it is
1: yeah I love that and it all it all goes back to that resilience of like you you won't know what you're made of until you know until you it's just you and your skills basically yeah
0: so you have to think about that you you really don't know how much you can take until you take it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Death, death is not death is just an option. It's just an option. Being stretched is 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 exactly what it what it means. Being stretched. So at the end of the day, from your artistic ability to what you think you are set out to do and all of that, you will be tested, tried, denied, willing to be tried again. All of those things. But at the end of the day, if you love what you're doing, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. I can. Lose everything right now, everything. Lord forbid, Jesus. I'm tired of that. Please don't put me in. <laughs> <gonna>. If it's, <laughs> I can lose everything right now. I have a four thousand dollar camera over there, there's all this equipment is over thirty thousand dollars worth of equipment in here. It, it took me eight thousand dollars to buy all this stuff when I moved in here and all of this stuff. I'm like, bro, this is real money, like mm. real hard earned money. I was sweating to get. And if I lost it all, I could still take a four hundred dollar camera and build it all right back up. Yeah, that's that's what people don't understand. Mm-hmm. When you love what you do and you are tapped into your art form and you you cultivate your gift, your gift needs to be practiced. Michael Jordan and Kobe did not just was not born with the gift. Yeah. These people were in that gym hours before regular practice and hours after practice. Mm-hmm. Studying the details, the details. the de- I haven't even told you that it's an art form of how to Photoshop people. That's hard in <laughs> itself. Bro, like, dog, that's hard. <laughs> yeah. So studying a thing, studying and studying. And then that's just what it is. I'm telling you, if I lost everything right now, I have a man. My first camera that I had is a Canon T2i back in 2012. And i still know the person who has my camera (laughs) like we're cool friends yeah yeah. Yeah, man if i lost everything right now i could call him right now and go back to my first camera that's scary (laughs) that that is scary Mm. not because of what i lost but because now i know what to do Mm. you see what i'm saying yeah so yes photography is in our form but business building is an art form as well. Entrepreneurship right. is an art form as well. Yeah. Customer service is an art form as well. How you treat people is an art form as well. Mm-hmm. But if I if I lost everything, if I lost everything, I would still get booked mm-hmm. off of that same $500 camera. Yeah.
2: And
0: my custom, my clients wouldn't even be able to tell the difference in the work. That's
2: what's up.
0: That's what it means to <laughs> learn. Just to learn. What, if, I, if I have to use my iPhone. Mm. I know yeah. what to do. Yeah. So again, that's I really wish people would match uh their gift with hard work. Yeah. Real hard work. Like yeah. a sweat. And you know, they would be
1: fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just to to understand that like the discomfort is part yeah, of it. It's I mean, part of the journey. Like look,
0: people don't like to be uncomfortable. Yeah. But also people don't like to fail. People yeah. want to step out with their first step being perfect, mm. and that prevents you from actually stepping out and trying the thing because you want it to be stepped into perfection, and that's not—that's not possible.
1: That's not how any of this it's works. It's not.
0: You put one foot in front of the other. Your first step is your best step because at least you started.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: So at the end of the day, that's something that you can't—you can't run from. But we live in a culture today that goes: it has to be perfect, it has to be put on social media, it has to be like a- right it right now. Has to be right right now. My yeah. intern called me and was like, I was looking at other people's work. And I was like, well, you just started a month ago. Why are you looking at people's work? You know, I she finally got her camera and stuff like that. And I tell her all the time, she tells me all the time, like, well, what do I learn this week? You're not know, learning nothing. I want you to do five photo shoots. Well, I mean, like, what do I want you to do five photos? I want you to get you see a camera. I know more camera. I know my I know my camera more than my ex girlfriend. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I have
0: to put gorilla glue on it. Two days ago because I've used it so much. Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, my gosh. I you not see this.
0: <laughs> I got you. Like, I've used my camera so much that it has gotten off. Oh. <laughs> this doesn't even turn. I have to press it down just to just to turn it.
1: Oh, my God.
0: You see what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: How old is this camera? How how long
0: have you been using it? Like, I, bro, I had got the first camera, then I got a Canon 5D Mark II. That went out in 2019 or 20, I believe, and I had to get this. So this camera is probably only three, two years, and I have used it so much.
1: Yeah. That's how you know you've gone all out, The numbers
0: are wearing off. (laughs) Do you know what I mean?
1: That's how you know you've, like, Put everything you've got into it. So. Everything, yeah. <laughs>
0: like it's times when I'm shooting, and I've people have watched me. You are not looking at your camera when you're taking. I'm just fumbling through settings, fumbling through settings, and that same ideology. I tell my intern, I need you to keep shooting. I teach this principle in my leadership development class. Repetition is the mother of skill. Mm-hmm. Whatever you repeat, you master, mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad. But if you aren't repeating it over and over, and our brains are based on what we do over and over and over and over and over, and she just won't get it. She's mm-hmm. like, well, I, I just wanna, I just wanna, I see these other people. What well, they call right? Yeah, but well, keep practicing. <laughs> well, what do you want to practice on you? <laughs> so you have to think of those things when you deal with not just your gift, but then you want to apply the gift to making money.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: they're already asking her. Well, they want to pay me to do like. You just start fifty dollars, thirty minute session. You get ten photos. They asked me to Photoshop. Do you how to Photoshop? No, that's why it's fifty damn dollars. <laughs> like that. That's exactly why it's fifty dollars. I said if they want to, and I was going to tell her, okay, cool. If you want, you want to charge more, whatever the case may be. I can get you in touch with a retoucher that, t- that that edits. And I don't want to do that right now. Mm. I teach people how to cultivate their own gifts yeah. because I did it. I'm a I'm a walking proof of it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. My my studio is in an art district. Yeah, bro. Like, do you know how hard I have to hustle to get that money? Mm. That's that's that cause. And I'm like one. I'm the only African American here in the studio. In this whole place. Oh shit. Like, there's like one old dude downstairs. He's a William. <laughs> uh, uh, his uh, name is Hall. He does upholstery. But bro, outside of him, like, bro, I'm the only African American yeah. cultured ghetto from the hood. <laughs> <laughs> Negro. <laughs> that is here. And so you when you think of that and people come here, you open barriers mm-hmm. for people to say, oh, I can do that. Yeah. And I haven't, in my mind, I haven't really done much, not compared <laughs> to where I'm trying to go.
1: That's so interesting you say that because, I don't know, I'm looking at you like, damn, he's done everything.
0: <laughs> Bro, in my mind, like, it's all in his box right here, like... <laughs> It's just like okay, cool because where I'm trying to go is Vanity Fair, Mod Magazine, mm. uh, Vogue Magazine. Um, I can show you in 2017 when I almost shot Megan The Stallion. What? Yeah, we was trying to set it up. What? This is right before she got hella famous, right? That's her page messages.
1: God. Oh my god. Yeah. You're in your DMs. Like, I was in her (laughs) back
0: in 2016. Oh my God. I live in Pearland. Want to shoot downtown Houston? Yes. On what day? I said free during the week. She, uh, I think she hit me up later. She was like, hey, bro, I've been hella busy. And then we just never got to do it. But, bro, like, whoa. Yeah. Like, I went, yeah.
1: That's crazy. So,
0: my goal is one day she's gonna be putting out her album and then she's gonna be in Houston. She's
1: gonna, she's gonna, DM and then you. her team <laughs> is gonna
0: be like, oh, we're gonna shoot Donnie. Ooh, He's dope. And then she's gonna she and be like, Don't I know you? Mm, <laughs> you, you do. See what I'm yeah. That's yeah. my goal. I plan on shooting for celebrities. I've, I've shot for events. I'm talking about 7,000 member events. I've shot mm. for, I've, I've shot Michelle Williams. I've shot, um, Big shine. I've shot David uh, M&ETA, uh, multi-millionaire. I mean, been on private jets, all of that. That's cool. I thank God for it. But compared to where I'm trying to go.
1: Mm.
0: Bizarre magazine. Yeah. Real... I'm mm. going to need a team to yeah. do this stuff. You that's still have where,
1: a vision yeah, of where you want to be. that's where I'm at. Yeah. So,
0: again, this is one person named um, Ed Edwards at Prairie View. He used to be the Marching uh, storms band director. Mm. And back in 2007, he was, they were doing a documentary. He said, I'm never satisfied. <laughs> this dude would make his students run up and down fields doing all this stuff. This is the reason why I wanted to go to Prairie View. Uh, his name was Professor Edwards, George Edwards. And he said, On live camera, I'm never satisfied. And he looked in the camera and said, I am never satisfied. <laughs> Meaning, you can do so much, but it can always get better. Yeah. Yeah. and so that's the tenacity that I, I at least try to strive to live for mm. but at the end of the day i'm not there yet yeah. i'm not this is just this is just 10 percent of what i really want to do mm. so yeah. Yeah.
1: dude you're already doing incredible though mm. at 10 percent so sure. can't wait to see it at a hundred percent
0: oh yeah about dude. To, um, my goal is <laughs> I love my studio and yeah. a lot of people are like, oh my God, you should move into a bigger studio. No, until I need a bigger studio, I'll move into that. But mm-hmm. right now I'm fine. I tell people all the time, utilize what you have. Everything that you need is already in your hands.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: Everything that you need is already in your hands. In fact, you're not waiting on life to help you. Life is waiting on you. Um, And so that's it. Yeah. I don't need a bigger studio. I don't need another camera. I'm fine with what I have With what I got.
1: Yeah.
0: And my goal is to mature that gift and go to that next level. And so that's where I'm at. But that is my goal. And that's a breathing goal. That's a real goal. That yeah. is a goal that talks back. That goal eats. OK. Mm-hmm. It eats <laughs> Shrimp and pie pie every day. every day. That, that is a living, breathing yeah. goal that's going to happen. Ooh. And so a lot of times I go on Facebook and say, I'm going to do this, this, this. I'm only just on here putting a reminder. So when Facebook memory pops up, I can go back to it and say I did it. Mm. <laughs> if you go on my Facebook memories back in like 2015 and 2016 and yeah. all of that or 2012, I really hope that this photography can take me somewhere. It says that, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like
1: it's something for you to look back. Yeah, and, it, and yeah. It, it's
0: that, but it's also place for me to gauge. Okay, did I did I work this goal out? Did mm. I give a real accomplishment to this goal? Mm-hmm. I was sleeping on my friend's couch to pay for the camera that I had before this. Oh, wow. In college. Yeah, like I slept on my friend's couch mm-hmm. to pay for my camera. Yeah. So again, those are things to um, to get you to understand that, yo, like this is a real, a real thing. Sleeping <laughs> on his floor. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's those are things to think about. So mm-hmm. my, I have a <laughs> breathable goal yeah. that I am in the next 10 years going to be in Essence Magazine, going to be mm-hmm. in I don't know what that does not look like without me that that, that does not make sense to me
2: yeah because yeah.
0: those people work hard just like i do mm. and in fact i'm gonna outwork you so where you are lazy you just slipped up because <laughs> now here I come.
1: that's where you yeah that's where you'll be
0: that's all so people have to that's that's my belief that's not something that's not a dream that's not a you know i just feel no that's
1: that's your that's your future
0: that's I don't know how to explain yeah. this unquenchable faith of that's going to happen.
1: Yeah. It's just it's just kind of looking whatever
0: at it and... In and it has nothing to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> that's really I'm just like, look, whatever, cool. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: I just have one last question. And I feel like uh we've touched on it when you were talking about Seeds for Success and kind of talking to the younger kids, but like your 20-year-old self, you, Dangerfield, at 20 years old.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What advice would you give that person, that 20-year-old Dangerfield?
0: You know what's funny? Most men would be like, man, don't follow girls and do all this and don't waste your time on females and don't be out here playing and stuff. Bro, that stuff made me. <laughs> like, that, those experiences made me who I am. So I'm not going to say don't do it. In fact... Do worse, no, I'm playing. But <laughs> <laughs> um, if I could tell him something, you see, 20 years old, what's mm. that, sophomore year? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this,
2: yeah. I mean, realistically,
0: I would tell him, get your mind right. Mm. Get prepared because it's about to get rocky. Mm. Because I don't regret nothing I went through. So I can't tell him to do anything different. Yeah. I can't i every scare every when I dropped out when I dated the wrong people when I like all that stuff has built this powerhouse of wisdom mm. so i who am I to dismember all of my struggles and then now somebody else can't benefit from that so I would tell him you're enough, get it done <laughs> I would hug him mm. I would give him I would give him a thirty minute hug just to say. Yeah. You need to release. You need to, you need some form of comfort right now. Give him assurance mm. because nothing is going to change. Mm. But I'm here to give you this 30 minute mental break so that you can come back and do what you need to do. And that's it. And I that's, wouldn't tell him nothing different. Just here yeah. go hug. Uh, good luck, there goes some water. There goes some <laughs> Cheetos. <laughs> You could find out what Photoshopping is real quick. <laughs> You're going to be up all night till 5 o'clock. You're going to spend $300 <laughs> if the car didn't work. Maybe. Yeah, like, I would just tell him he's enough. Yeah. There. That's
1: awesome. That's beautiful. That wraps it up. Cool. Thank you. Um, one last thing um, where can people find you on social media if they want to see your art?
0: uh Dangerfield Media on Instagram. Mm-hmm. <sighs> MySpace, my plan. Um, uh, <laughs> They're gonna be like, "What is right, that?" <laughs> right. uh, Dangerfieldmedia.com. Mm-hmm. My nonprofit is SFS Seeds for Success, SFSInc.org. Desmond Dangerfield on Facebook. Just hit me up. I talk. Well. <laughs> you know, but yeah. So.
1: All right. Thank you. That was Desmond Dangerfield. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And that was Desmond Dangerfield, creator and owner of Dangerfield Media. Please go check out his work on Instagram, both his photography and his nonprofit Seeds for Success, and see for yourself all the amazing work that he's doing and the invaluable support and inspiration that he is providing for the community. I'll be linking his Instagram handle in the show notes, so check him out. And don't forget to give this podcast a follow as well on Instagram at LoveMadeVisiblePod. And stay tuned for new interviews every Monday. Thanks so much. I'll see y'all next week. Bye.